On that note, we're going to turn to our new segment, which is uh, we're calling right now Gentrification Files. And today we're talking with Dan Cass about his new housing justice app. It is uh, justfix.nyc. It's technology for housing justice. Dan is a web developer who is passionate about civic technology and community-led design. For the past three years, he's been actively involved in the housing justice movement, stemming from his own experiences dealing with an absentee landlord. Dan is the co-founder and executive director of JustFix.NYC. From the JustFix.NYC website, quote, New York City is currently experiencing a period of unprecedented development combined with heightened inequality. These changes have brought new levels of harassment and neglect from landlords seeking to displace longstanding communities from their neighborhoods. As a result, tenants in these communities are left to rent apartments in a state of shocking disrepair without adequate heating, exposed to wind and weather, infested with mold and vermin. Just fix, uh, justfix.nyc adds another tactic to the fight for housing justice by partnering with grassroots organizations to create better support for systems for New York City's excluded communities. Thanks so much for coming on the show this morning, Dan. Uh, good morning. Thanks for having me. So, tell us about the app. Um, yeah, I mean, you 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 kind of beat me to it a little bit. Um, it's it's very much uh, you know we're we're uh, very local to New York, um, and yeah, it's really about bringing um, technology, what we call sort of digital services, um, both to the advocacy community, you know, the housing justice movement here in New York which has a very long history um, and is very robust and, and is a very diverse ecosystem, um, you know, spanning all the sort of neighborhoods across the boroughs, um, as well as bringing services directly to, uh, you know, tenants themselves, um, allowing folks to really take action on their own um, in order to sort of address address um, some of what are the most fundamental issues uh, that, that, you know, you experience in your, in your day-to-day life. Now, what does the app do, though? Um, how do you mm-hmm. use the app? What are some of the details sure. there? So, so yeah, um, you know, the we we have uh, again this uh, service that's directly for tenants, and it's really, you know, a, it's a self-help resource. Um, so you would go to our website, justfix.nyc, um, and it's going to really uh, walk you through um, in a step-by-step process the actions that you can take um, to, you know, again, sort of take action against your bad landlord. Um, So you go to the website. It's available in English and Spanish. Um, And you really start by conducting a room-by-room sort of inspection of your apartment. Um, We offer a much more sort of comprehensive uh, list than what you would, you know, normally might see with 311 or, or you would be able to uh, you know, file with the city um, because we know that there's all sorts of things that deaf folks experience that the city, you know, might not even necessarily cover. Um, so you'll go through, um, you'll, you'll complete this checklist, will uh, allow you to um, select uh, shared issues, so things that are public uh, issues in your building, or um, if you're experiencing harassment, which unfortunately is, all, you know, an all too common sort of tactic, if you have a bad landlord, um, you can highlight harassment issues as well. Mm. Um, so you'll put in your, your address, and, and based off of that, um, we actually access open data that's published um, 
five uh, numerous city agencies and we'll cross-reference what you're reporting with um, what we already can you know sort of know about your building and your landlord um, in order to provide the most personal sort of tailored plan of attack um, that we can so knowing the right agencies to reach out to um, the, the right way to approach your landlord um, and sort of the right documentation you're going to need um, in order to build a very strong legal case if uh, if it go, if it gets to that. Uh, so, Dan, what were some of the, the cases? I mean, we talk about this quite a bit on this program, but what are some of the, the instances of uh, harassment or, or disrepair that uh, people would uh, get in contact with you about that this app would help with? Sure. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean... You know, as as Pam sort of uh, you know read from from our description, we're really looking at um, the these issues where it's a it's a lack lack of repairs being made, lack of you know essential services being offered, or in many cases um, very intentional harassment or discrimination. Um, we're seeing this most per, you know acutely in areas that are you know neighborhoods here in New York um, that are undergoing rapid gentrification. Um, you know, who are, are about to be, you know, sort of the neighborhood is in the state of being rezoned or has been. Um, and for the largest sort of block of affordable housing that we have in the city, which is rent stabilized units, um, you know, this is a very common tactic by the landlord to, you know, we at our best estimate, we have, uh, you know, in terms of data, that about half of uh, displacement. Um, doesn't happen through a formal eviction process. Mm. It happens through people who are getting, you know, who are who are forced to sort of live in such conditions and, and don't necessarily have any options that they, you know, just have to leave because you know the, they they can't live there, they can't support their family. Um, so we're talking, you know, mold issues, uh, um, you know, rodent um, infestations, wow. um, structural issues. Um, you know, again, those that, that kind of intentional harassment where you have a super who, you know, is, you know, constantly, you know, at your door or, you know, is, is threatening you um, in, in illegal ways. Uh, the list goes on and on. Unbelievable. I read on your site when I was really shocked by this, that one in five New Yorkers, that's 20 percent, um, mm-hmm. live with three or more of the problems that you mentioned unaddressed mm-hmm. uh, pests no gas or heat, structural defects, and or mold. That's 20% mm-hmm. of New Yorkers. That's really shocking, Dan. Yeah, um, we, we got that straight from uh, from the comptroller's report. Um, you know, and, and then, and, you know, in this talk about, you know, we have, you know, at the moment currently in the city about affordable housing. It's something that I don't think really gets enough attention as, as, it, um, as it warrants. You know, currently, if you look on a, on a nationwide scale, um, you know, we're in a, a huge state of, uh, you know, a, a huge housing crisis just all across the country. And, and of, of course, here in New York. But, you know, the talk is, is most consistently that you see about building more affordable housing. Um, you know, right. what's really interesting about that process is that for every new unit of affordable housing that we're building, we're currently losing two due to these issues of, of neglect, disrepair. Um, conversion into more, you know, expensive housing. So, you know, to not really look at this issue um, and really also focus on the, the of preservation of this housing, you know, getting people's um, things fixed, um, you know, working with folks who have been living in these units for decades, right, and, and really focusing on preserving the, 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 the longstanding communities in that process as well, um, I think is, is really something that, that needs to be highlighted. 
And I think one of the really unique features, well, I mean, the whole idea of having an app for this is a really incredible <laughs> and unique idea. But one of, I think, the most important pieces of this being a real tactic is the way that the app is able to sort of aggregate the information on specific landlords. Have you thought about how you're going to use that information? Is there something already embedded in the app that sends it, mm -hmm. I don't know, to the public advocate's office where they have the worst landlords list? You know, maybe you can fill us in on if you have any plans to work with political officials or how you see this unfolding. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the way that, that it works now, and, and I'm glad you asked, is, you know, sort of the, the, the program or the, the, you know, the app that I've described is, is what you as a tenant would use directly. Um, we, we now have another, uh, another product. Um, so our, our, our primary partners in this, in this uh, you know, sort of uh, our operations are local community-based efforts. Um, so we partner with neighborhood um, tenant organizing groups, local sort of nonprofits. Um, and so we have a dashboard product for them um, that allows them to, you know, um, these folks work building by building or on a neighborhood or, or against particular landlords um, that are, the, you know, those notorious worst landlords. Um, and so you, um, for tenants, they're able to actually link their accounts to um, these organizer dashboards. Mm. So the organizers are really able to uh, manage these uh, cases on a much larger scale package them up and, and refer them to legal services um, for large sort of class action or group cases. Um, and so they're really able to operate on, on that building or, or neighborhood level. Um, you know, we've certainly gotten a lot of interest from other groups that, you know, especially, um, you know, local sort of representatives here um, about not only using this data to, uh, you know, inform or give a much more, uh, targeted sort of perspective than anything that's currently out there as to, you know, what, what these, uh, you know, both quantitatively and qualitatively, these sort of issues look like. Um, so right now we're partnered with, I think, four of the five uh, borough president's offices, um, especially through their constituent services, because as you could imagine, this is uh, housing issues are by far the, the, the most common thing that folks are going to their local representatives about. Um, and so they're constantly swamped um, with, with cases like this. So we're, we're absolutely look, uh, interested in looking um, eventually, you know, as we build up, uh, you know, get larger numbers of, of folks on the system um, platform to be able to really look at uh, look at this from a, a citywide perspective. I, that's really incredible. Dan, similarly to you, I came up upon doing this segment because of the ongoing issues that I've had with with my own landlord. And mm -hmm. I just this seems to me such an incredibly invaluable tool to um, to connect for example, our building with some of the other buildings that, that our landlord owns, because we already did some of that research. But as I'm sure you know, it's actually very hard because the landlords are playing sort of like a shill game here where yeah. they are use this company here, this company there, and they file uh, different records with, um, I can't remember the name, I guess it's the, uh, the New York City Finance Department, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that it's very hard to track this. But the tenants kind of could easily come together through this app, I think, and sort of find each other, which would be just an incredible, um, an incredible step forward. Now, yeah. One question for you. Who who's using the app? You mentioned that the site uh well I guess the app is also in Spanish. Will what kinds of phones 
uh, does it work on? How can you access it in different ways? I can only imagine that some of the people who may want access to this app may um, either not have the technological um, uh, systems in place to access it or, or have some other kind of obstacle. How are you guys addressing that issue? Yeah, a, a fantastic question. Um, you know, uh, you know, as you sort of mentioned, um, you know, this we're we're currently you know working with this this uh, you know field. It's, it's an emerging field called civic technology. And it's really meant um, about build, bringing technology like this to address you know real issues that are faced um, by you know everyday everyday sort of folks. And you know, if you're only building technology that can be adopted by folks who are the most tech literate or, you know, already have access to smartphones, for example, um, then, you know, you're still, there's still a fundamental sort of inequality in that process. Um, so that's something that we take very seriously. Um, so, you know, to that point, um, you know, everything is meant to be as easy to use and as accessible as possible. Um, so, you know, from a, from a, a tech or, or user experience background, one of the early decisions that really influenced um, our services is that, it's a, it's a really crazy statistic, but um, if you have a, a mobile device, right, more folks are actually going, you know, who have, uh, say, Facebook accounts, for example, more folks go to Facebook.com, you know, on their mobile browser oh, wow. um, than might have the native app, you know, downloaded from the App Store or something like that. So, you know, early on, we um, decided to make this into a website. Um, so it's a mobile app versus a native app, and I know it gets a little technical and wonky, um, so you can go to justfix.nyc um, on any device you have that might have access to the Internet. Um, so folks use this on their smartphones. You can use it on a desktop computer. Um, we have, you know, grandchildren are some of our favorite users because they help, they help their, grand, their grandparents out. Mm. Um, folks are using it from public computers and things like that. Um, so you can, you know, access it really anywhere that you might have ac you know, access to the Internet. Um, and, you know, what's really incredible about, you know, again, civic technology is that um, more and more folks across income ranges and across age ranges um, increasingly have access to smartphones, um, which is really what was sort of the, the big opportunity we see for more access to services um, in this area. Well, but, you know, all, all of that being said, um, we absolutely recognize that there are, and, and we see this with many of our typical users, so we're working in places like the Southwest Bronx, uh, Jamaica, Queens, East New York, um, and so um, Inwood in, in particular now. Um, and so, you know, we have a lot of users, especially non-native uh, English speakers, who are, you know, just not able to use the technology on their own. Um, so one of the key features of this dashboard that we have for organizers um, is that they're able to actually create accounts on behalf of the tenants that they're working with. Um, so we have uh, about 30% of our, our tenants, our users, are ones who are being managed directly by an advocate um, that they that they kind of go back and forth with. Well, well, thank you so much, uh, Dan Cass, co-founder and executive director of JustFix.nyc. I'm going to send listeners to JustFix. Dot NYC. You can find out a lot more about this app. You can uh, you can access the website, and I just I think it's such a fantastic um, development. So thank you so much for joining us and sharing uh, with us about it. And next time you have anything about it, let me know so we can have you back on the show. Thanks a lot, Dan. <laughs> well, thanks again for having me. You only been here for a minute. Now you're trying to kick me out.